letting go is an emotional state of, of, of letting go and trusting that source God will provide for you and not being in that needy state of worry and wonder and fear. Which uh, which requires you to move. You keep saying, you, you said many times, you know, acting on. But again, we, we were bridging spirituality and religion. So that's why I'm bringing up more religious, uh, or, or text from my faith than usual. But it says faith without works is dead. And so what I see in the those of us who are completely have this allergic reaction towards spirituality, we go Ebenezer Scrooge on it by humbug. I noticed that we those of us who rely on that, we rely more on our works. And then those of us who embrace spirituality, you know, but embrace it as a form of trying to surpass our pains, you know, spiritual bypass and believing that, you know, you can use spirituality to escape doing the work. Many of us will chase after book after book, program after program, so on and so forth, because it's not so much that we don't know is that we don't integrate what it is that we know. If we just chose to take one book, just one book and immerse ourselves in that, you'll be surprised. The right book now that represents your truth You'll be surprised how much your 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 world would evolve. Bruce Lee, who became a master, he talked about three stages of mastery. And his quote is, I'm not afraid of the man that knows a thousand or ten thousand kicks and practices it once. I'm afraid of the man that knows one kick, but practices it ten thousand times. Come on, Bruce. Why did Bruce say that? Because he knows that that man that continues to practice that one kick can kick a hole in somebody's chest. That person that knows ten thousand kicks and practices it once, they can tell you about a lot of kicks, but that's it. They, they fight. They're going to get their ass whooped, period. You know, and so he talks about three stages of mastery. The first stage is the natural undisciplined. And he said, you can apply this to any passion, any profession. But because he is a martial artist, he uses fighting, for example. So the first stage is the natural undisciplined. Well, a fighter goes into a fight and they swing wildly. They do what is natural to him, but it's very undisciplined. Now, if you decide to continue to fight, you're going to start getting your behind whooped because somebody who also fights, who has a little bit more form and discipline, will come along and use that form and discipline to put you on your behind. And so if you continue to fight as a practice, then you're going to say, I'm going to need some skill, which then ushers you into the second stage. So your pain then ushers, ushers you into a second stage, which is the unnatural discipline. The unnatural discipline for Bruce, he said, this is when a person, a fighter chooses a form. They choose art, taekwondo, tai chi, uh, jujitsu, kung fu. You choose a form. And then you don't study kung fu and jujitsu. Then you notice they don't do that. You choose one form and then you go from white belt to yellow belt, to green belt, to blue belt, to red belt, to black belt. Each stage becoming more progressively challenging according to your level of skill. But it's still just one form. And he says that the second stage of the unnatural discipline is the longest stage that we stay in of self-mastery because we must learn what to do. That is unnatural. We are learning how to be disciplined or becoming disciplined in something that is unnatural for us to do, which truly represents a choice. And we're really not used to operating according to the choices that we make. (laughs) We operate according to the choices that others make for us, but not according to the choices we make for ourselves. We have much less discipline there. And so then that ushers us into the final stage. Once you become get that black belt, which is he calls the natural discipline. This is where now you've your body has contorted. It has because your mind, your body is this amazing adaptation machine. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a super suit. And so it helps you to master that form that you chose and continue to practice. And, you know, muscles, they create more muscles than they rip and then you, you create more muscles. And so you now you're at this point now where not only 
your mind understands and understands that form, but also your body. And so now you can move into the natural discipline where now you can create your own flow, which is what Bruce Lee did after mastering multiple martial arts. He created Jeet Kune Do, which is the intercepting fist or the form of formlessness. Every form prior to him, he was taught to master was a stationary form, which is what we see even in the karate movies today. But you look at Bruce, Bruce is bouncing around because he took what he what mastered and learned and elevated that based off of what was true for him to a whole different level, which for me makes him the greatest of all time. That's the, he, he the goat for me. But I wanted to relay that through those three stages for y'all so y'all will understand some concept of the stages. Of you can't get through it without discipline. Faith without work is dead. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, faith and, and just to piggyback on that, faith without work is dead. And that's where that, that spiritual resonance begins to kick in. You know, so if you have a plan, an actionable plan or process that you're working through and you are able to apply your faith as well as your spirituality, your state of being and your I amness and and on a clearly fixed and detailed picture of what the end result is going to get be like, that's when you're putting that, putting that activating power that actually turns that work into profitable results or form that you actually want to take place. Now, the interesting thing is that in the manifesting world, the law of attraction, they, you know, they, they talk a lot about love as being a high level of energy that you want to be in to create those things and bring those things into form. Whereas in on, from a biblical side, it, it speaks about the you know, faith without works is dead. But there's another scripture in there that we didn't hear quite as much in church, but I used to think about it often, which was faith worketh by love. That's the same source that law of attraction is having, is, is having people to focus on when they're looking at manifestation. So when you're looking at manifest, manifestation or you're looking at love, which is actually what creates that creative power that actually activates that thought and puts gives it life. And gives it form. It's a matter of focus because, like I said, where you know, know where your your attention your, goes, uh, and it flows. Energy flows exactly. That's what I'm trying to get out of. And so, when we are placing our attention, attention is another word for focus. We are concentrating on a specific point. It's like a magnifying glass. If you just have it far away from something, you know, it, it, it's it's a blurry thing and doesn't have much power. But if you bring it down and, and you get a laser type precision, it can start a fire with same magnifying glass because the focus has become intense. And it's the same way in thought form when you take that focused attention and you apply that love to it, that that energy, because you can't truly say you love something unless you get an emotional surge behind it. So whenever, whenever we have a thought about something that we neither have an opinion about whether you know good or bad, we're like indifferent, don't care about it. We can think about it, but it's going to just, Pass along. There's no emotional attachment to it. There's no love that's placed inside of that. There's no energy that's flowing with no it. No love lost. Exactly. No love lost. <laughs> and so, but when we can let go of those things and we are placing our love and our energy and our focus on the things that are important along our journey, those are the things that we set ourselves up to actually materialize and to take form. But it does require a level of work. And maybe that's, maybe it's a limited belief. I believe that anything's possible. And yes, I believe that your form, your thoughts could possibly take form, but I don't personally want to live my life that way where I just sit and just pray for a miracle every month to pay my light bill. That's mm-hmm. not the way I choose to go through life. I can, I can choose because, because, in and of itself, that's not going to give me the type of peace 
that I want within self of what I'm doing. Yes, sir. Now, go ahead, go ahead. Last thing I was going, I was telling, I mentioned uh, talking about letting go. So we talked about letting go being a, an emotional let go and trusting the 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 the, the connection, uh, the spiritual connections you have with God or or, or the source, and the the detachment is a physical aspect of the same thing. So one's on the spiritual realm, the other's on the physical realm. So when you are detaching, you're, you're, you're to the point to where you're not just going back and forth and looking or checking if anything happened yet. You don't go and dig up your seed and say, is it started growing in roots yet? No, because you're uprooting what you have started, what, what's germinating and, and in the process of taking form. So you have, there has to be a total detachment to the point to where you say, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to worry about it. It's no, no big deal if it doesn't happen. And when you can get that type of detachment, that's the opposite of neediness, you know, and that allows things to flow. So detaching yourself from the outcome will make a major difference in your ability to see it. So there's a let go emotionally and there's a detachment externally. They work in tandem together to produce that 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 external result. So once you have detached uh, officially, you will have really paved the pathway to open the door for that thing to come freely in there. Uh, in there, and the thing is, what I have learned through the process of, of my understanding or the truth that I have gained is in my detachment. I'm able to detach because I know that at all times, when I've held my my, my thoughts and my emotional state and my state of being a, a, in a specific end result. I know that if it does not come directly the way that I expected it to or at the exact time that I wanted it to, I know it never comes too late. But I do know that if it does, if it does not come when I was looking for it initially, then there is something that my higher self, the God sees spiritually that I don't necessarily know about. There is an outcome, a result that may be devastating, or it may limit the potential of what I could have had as a result of getting it too soon. They say a blessing out of season is not a blessing because if you have it too early, you know, it, it, it could be killed before the crop begins to grow. If you have it too late, then it, it starts, you know, it, it doesn't get to come into full fruition. But if you get it at just the right time and source has the capacity of understanding to deliver just what you need at the exact right time because it's a loving source and it's always focused on your higher good and will deliver it. So whenever there's something that I am trusting and believing for and I and it, and it does not come, I am totally detached and comfortable with it because I know that there was something that I wasn't seeing, that I wasn't able to see from my limited perspective that source was likely protecting me from or setting me up for a better scenario than what I thought I was able to achieve. Something bigger and more grand than what I could even conceive in my initial thing. So when you can detach that way and let source operate in its own way and don't get so caught up in the how and the details specifically of your plan. Yes, you got to have a plan. Yes, you got to work. But as you move forward, you trust and you understand that source is looking out for your highest good and that you are willing and detached enough that you can say, okay, I hear you saying, going to, I had plans to go this way, but I hear you pulling me and telling me to turn left right here. And you make that detour. And as a result, you get something far greater or you'll look in after, after the fact and you'll see if I had gotten it right then, Man, everything would have been shot to crap. Or you might have uh, in, invested in something and say, hey, you get this last opportunity to invest in this. Man, if you don't get it now, you're just going to miss it. And then you and, and then you just don't do it because source says, now's not the time. Don't move. And you're like, and you see people making money, and all of a sudden the market crash on you or, or, or crashes. And everybody who invested thought they had all of these things that are taking place. 
it just crumbles around them. But you being tapped into your source, you were shielded from that. Even though at first you consciously thought, man, I'm missing out. I should be moving in on this. But I, I don't get that check in my spirit, that inner knowing for me to move forward. So when I pause, I listen. And then when everything is in crash, then and you an investor, so to speak, you have the ability to go and you get things for pennies on the dollar where everybody else has had enormous losses and they don't know how they're going to recover. You are part of their nest egg or, or, or recovering plan or at least give them something to get started with because you're able to invest at pennies on the dollar and take up their homes or whatever it may have been and 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 as you have grabbed hold of it, your wealth increases because everybody like in, in, in this real estate example, you know, you make your money when you buy, not when you see. But the point I'm getting at is that source will allow you to see those things that are not common knowledge. While everybody is just reading the charts and everybody is going by, oh, this piece of news came out. So I need to calculate that into the algorithms, so to speak. Then when you are operating and you are moving in source and you're applying that source and that faith that you have in source to the actionable plan, the actionable plan that you have in place, you will be gently guided through a maze that has no problems, no challenges, no struggles. Not saying that you won't run into where you see some, but every time you go forward, you continue moving with intent, knowing that by the time you arrive at that roadblock, that roadblock will be removed. And that's what happens when you follow the course of that inner knowing. Delight thyself in love and love will give you the desires of your heart and think not that you could direct the course of love for love directs your course. That's that's what faith and surrendering has to come in, because there's a way that seemed right to us. But the end result of that will be death of a vision, death of a dream, death of hope, you see. And so that surrendering is is part of that, because we walk by faith and not by what we see. Now, I'm going to thinking of what you, you know, what you just said. Well, we're not by what we see. You know, I was telling a story about you know the 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 the, the cufflinks and the iPhones and the, and and the the forty thousand dollar thing. I'm on. There was something. So, so I'm not going into all the details because I don't want to get that deep into it. But the point of the matter is, is the thing that I was having faith or faithing for that was like forty thousand dollars. It was like cash, like up front, and it was like a, 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 a annual type thing. And, and back during that time, it's like I had it's I all I had was faith and a clear vision of where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And I even wrote out a physical check mm-hmm. as an affirmation of my trust and belief that I am going to be able to cash in on this check to make it good so that I could have that thing that I wanted. Well, probably six weeks into my faithing process, which I was was supposed to have taken a full year before I even had an opportunity. God, source, universe opened the back door for me six weeks later after I had after the doors had closed and allowed me to walk through not not with paying forty thousand dollars, but it was cut down to like ten thousand dollars. And not only that, so it went down to twenty five percent of what I would have put it been, been putting into it. Then there was a process where it said, okay, this is an application field or whatever, five hundred bucks or whatever it was at that time. And it's like not only was it dropped down to $10,000, they said, okay, after a few, about a, a few days, a week, what have you know, and they let me know I had to write an essay to be a part of it. And and I was one of the ones that was selected to, for this extraordinary back door, if you will. And in that process, I was able to not only get into this thing that I wanted for a uh, uh, 25% of its actual value, they said, we're going to finance the 10,000 over the course of a year and we'll take 
the $500 application as the down payment for the first month. So I went from having to make a $40,000 investment that would have taken me a year before the door opened to trusting source and faithing and getting the door opened in six weeks with a $500 walkthrough. That's what alignment and spiritual resonance will do when you are placing it upon a specific vision. It can affect processes. It's not just a matter of giving you what you want. When you're having difficulties and struggles and you can get that alignment, you can eliminate and dissolve problems, eliminate struggles, create a clear pathway when there was definitive roadblocks that said, no, you cannot go any further. Just like that crater in the road. It said, no, you cannot go any further. And then suddenly, from a spiritual perspective, a bridge is created that allows you to just walk over that crater. Mm-hmm. that's the type of thing you want to tap in. And that's where spirituality will allow you to step into those things because you know that it's a state of being and that is totally connected to your immediate now faith consciousness. Because mm-hmm. faith doesn't work in the past. It doesn't work in the future. The only place it works is now. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to see it and believe in it right now for it to show up at any point later in the future. And to the degree that you have applied love and the greater that emotional attachment and belief and action, actionable intent takes place, the more you expedite the materialization of your work and your efforts. It is quite a a wonderful experience sharing the stage with you. Man, the pleasure is all mine. I'm eating it up. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Like I... It really is a pleasure sharing the stage with you, man. Cause we, I can, I can tell, like I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, man, we could do this. We could, we could do, man, that we could keep on going. We could keep on flowing, you know, because there's so much. And then this is how you know that you're dealing with true believers though. You know, you see the way we feed each other and, and the way we just keep, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, then, then this is connected and this is connected, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's how you know. And so brother, tell the people where they can find you at and how to get in touch, what services are you offering for them and how to get in touch with you? Well, as you may have seen earlier on the screen, you know, I, 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 I do have some things that I'm passing out, but there, first of all, I show you know, faith-led entrepreneurs, basically how to build a business. One of the things that I was able to do is I was able to build a six-figure business in 90 days as well as help clients to do that. And that was a while back. So I also have a, a higher level, but I don't really talk about all that, you know, in, in beginner stage scenarios. But I help people to manifest their vision through actionable plans and processes and systems. So I actually do provide systems and put those things in place, but I also help them to activate that spiritual resonance, which is going to be the activating power that's going to give energy to the steps that you actually take so that they can take form as you move forward. So like we said here, faith without works is dead. So you got to have a plan. You got to be working something, but you also got to have faith applied in a proper way and not allow your faith to be used against you, but to propel you forward so that you don't have to put so much energy and effort into making it happen. I am on Facebook, you know, as well as Instagram. And, you know, I, I believe my brother had my, my link tree, which is, yeah, that's across the screen right now, which is link tree slash Jeff McCoy, link tr dot ee forward slash Jeff McCoy. And that McCoy is M-C-K-O-Y. I'm the real McCoy, so don't forget that. <laughs> Come on, man. Look. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from the real McCoy, you know, and I appreciate you, brother. We're going to, of course, we're going to stay, we're going to, we're going to do multiple things. We're going to stay connected. We're going to do what we do because, because yeah, I feel it, man. As a, yeah, 
I feel it. And I'm, I'm so appreciative for you. Outliers. Y'all heard of Powerhouse. You know, I don't know how I'm going to put this out. I might do it in a series or I might just lay it out. Just bam, two or two part series, you know, but I know some of y'all attention spans ain't, you know, we're going to have to meditate on that. We're going to have to meditate on that and work on that. But anyway, this has been nothing but jewels drop. So hopefully y'all had a pretty big capacity for picking up gold. Hopefully y'all came out here looking to be fed because I know that I ate a whole lot today, you know, and I got leftovers. So, and I will be reaching out to my boy for some more, you know what I mean? So I, again, brother, you know, my, my, my fellow energetic being, you know, my, my, my fellow brother in Christ, I appreciate you and mad love and respect and, and outliers. I just want to say to y'all, please listen to this a few times because I'm telling y'all, this is some next level stuff. This is some expanded awareness type stuff that we spoke about today. And I was very raw, very authentic, you know, and again, it's not about being religious because religious, like my brother said, is just a practice. But how do you bridge that which you practice to the energetic being, spiritual being that you are? How do you connect to your spirit and then plug into flow and then live in that truth, therefore being lit up for life? Y'all know the mission. My mission statement is to assist others in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. And I will be talking to y'all soon. 